The following is a live broadcast of a Lone Star Community Radio program. Recorded and broadcasted live on IRLoneStar.com, Connors FM 104.5, 106.1, and Facebook.com slash IRLoneStar. For more information on this show, please visit our show page at IRLoneStar.com slash shows. To sponsor or donate to this program, visit our donate page at IRLoneStar.com slash donate, or email us at lscrstudios at gmail.com, or give us a call at 936-666-1084. Lone Star Community Radio production and broadcast is possible by folks like you. So sponsor and donate today. You are listening to the Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZWLP Conroe and 106.1 KZCCLP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Toast of the Town with Chrissy and Mel. It's a gorgeous day in downtown Conroe. Gorgeous and steamy. I know. Well, it's steamy, but it's gorgeous. It is. At least we got sunshine. We have no clouds. I know. You know, and I get up in the mornings now because I don't watch the news because it's too dang depressing. And so I just get up and I say, Alexa, what's the weather like today? I know. And she's so nice. And she's like, good morning, Christy. This is the weather for today. And she actually told me it was going to um, possibly be raining today. So really, she was wrong. Well, she she didn't tell me. That. Unlike any other woman I know, she was not right. <laughs> but I'm just saying. But it I is know. a gorgeous day here it in is. downtown Conroe, it and it and it's so great. You know, I love it, especially when the weather's nice like this, and you get down here and you see all these people moving around and shops being open and people, know. you know, interacting you and everything. It does make you feel good. It's nice to see people out moving around, um, you know, and all these crazy times as we call them i think it's so funny because I, I saw a meme the other day and it was so true and it said you know everywhere else you go people talk about you know covid and here in, in texas we all say well you know these crazy times yeah you know that's kind of what they say we never <laughs> yeah there's a few other words yeah there's some few choice words in there speaking of which you know i've got the latest numbers um, yes. for covid that mm-hmm. came out as of 3 p.m yesterday i saw those and and you know and i really really like the way that Commissioner Nowak frames these mm-hmm. statistics mm-hmm. because he says total tested 53,064 and then he gives the negative rate. Mm-hmm. The negative rate is 80 over 88 percent. I mean it's only 12 percent of people that have been tested have actually tested positive and out of that um, the death rate is only 1.1 percent for a total of 69 deaths here in Montgomery County and we've currently got 120 um, hospital beds that are occupied with COVID patients. The other twelve hundred or eleven hundred and fifty are with other reasons. Yes. So things are things are feeling pretty good around here. Yeah, they are. But, but Montgomery know. County's doing fine. Yeah. Other places are not doing so fine. Yeah, which explains you know this list of events that I have sitting in front of me that I went and looked at um, you know today um, and and it, this to me it really goes into the guests on our show today. Mm-hmm. Because looking at the biggest events, other than one that I want to highlight right now, because it actually starts at 2.30 today, Mm -hmm. there is a law enforcement appreciation parade that is starting at St. Mark Lutheran Church. They are going to leave the church and go by Montgomery County Sheriff's Office and Conroe PD. You can, you know, decorate your car with posters. You can do whatever you like. But they're all meeting at the church. It'll start at 2.30. I think that's a really great, wonderful thing because our law enforcement, all of our first responders really need our love and support right now. But other than that, 90% of the events that I have on this piece of paper right here mm-hmm, mm-hmm. include live music. Woo-hoo. And you know how fantastic that makes me feel because you know uh, how you, much I love are, live music. And, I, and I've been really fortunate here lately to be able to have um, the time and the ability to go out and check out some of these shows. And so, you know, as rough as times are, and I, I know people are still feeling uneasy, and if you, and if you feel uneasy about going into, pub- into the public, you know, by all means, stay at home. Um, but it really is great to see people out and about and see live music thriving and see some of these great uh, restaurants and venues that also serve food coming back <laughs> online. Um, and doing really over great half. things, yeah. Over <laughs> over half food, yeah. Well, and they've changed some of that. You know, we've we've got some some new updated information. Uh, Deacon Baldy's is going to be able to uh, reopen. Really? Um, yes, because um, they are working to, you know, give some opportunities to these businesses instead of closing them down. 
um, Prohibition, which is in Old Town Spring. Mm-hmm. Um, they, I think they, they, I know they serve food because I've eaten there before. Um, but they are, they have somehow been able to change the reporting methods and still fall into the guidelines to be included as a restaurant. So they're reopening back up. Mm-hmm. So there are some good things that are happening. You know, businesses are still out there fighting to, to get back, and it, it really is very, very comforting to see. Yeah, we need it. Yeah, we, we do. Need it. We do. So, so some of the live events that I found that are going on this week include um, there's an acoustic night tonight at Goose's Acre in the Woodlands um, on Thursday, we have Orion Orion at Pacific Yard House, Rock the Row at Hughes Landing, which has um, got Mechanics Rocks, which is a classic rock band. Curtis Grimes is going to be at Dosey Do. Then you get into Friday, and you've got two shows going on at Pacific Yard House. You've got Johnny Riley and the Hired Guns, and then you've got Jesse Roach coming on after them. Uh, you've got Daniel Holmes doing an acoustic show at Monty's uh, Lighthouse out on 105 by the Lake. You've got, um, let's see, Glenn Templeton at Dosey Do on Saturday along with Philip Griffin and our friend Benny Bryant at Pacific Yard House. You've got uh, Guadalajara's has Don Martinez and Raising Cane. you got Slags and Bama Breeze Sounds over at Margaritaville on Saturday. And then on Sunday, you've got Track Shack has got Classic Country Sunday with live music um, with their food service that they've got there. And then you got sprinkled in there, you've got the you know, Old Town Spring Farmer's Market on Friday. You've got the Farmer's Market on Tamina um, that starts at 9 a.m. on Saturday. And then there's this great grand opening in Montgomery called Frio's Gourmet Pops, Gourmet Popsicles, if you will. And that is going to be in Montgomery. Their grand opening starts at 12, and they are doing buy one, get one all day long. I know. So new businesses coming in. That's awesome. That's encouraging. encouraging. And a lot of that has to do with the amazing um, economic life an environment that we have here in Conroe, Montgomery County. Nice to I'd see. like to I'd like to add a note to that. Sure. When Orion is at, um, um, I think it's Thursday. He's uh-huh. going to be. Um, I saw uh, Caleb as Holsher uh, is going to yeah, be there tonight. He's, he's going to be there tonight. I, think I thought so. he was also going to be there with Orion on maybe so. Thursday. Maybe I so. Know. I did but see anyway. I did see Caleb pop up right as I was coming in. As a matter mm-hmm. of fact, so I didn't get to write it down. But. Um, but yeah, Caleb, I just love him. With, right. formerly with the homegrown tomatoes. Yeah. Um, and uh, but yeah, so you know, it's nice to see businesses still working through this, and live music is out there. So don't forget to support your local businesses, your local restaurants, your venues. Right. Support these artists. Support your bartenders and your waitresses. They're working their butts off to you know keep everything going too. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So. Okay. Well. I'm gonna shut up now. Are you? I feel like I just had a big, long soliloquy. Well, you did. <laughs> I know. But, but it was a good one. Um, but today, we have uh, people with us, yes. people with us that are uh, famous in their own right. That's right. Or in their own minds. Absolutely. One of the two. <laughs> I know. And musically inclined as well. Yes. Mm-hmm. No, well, that's kind of what I was talking to when yes. I said famous. <laughs> uh-huh. mm-hmm. Anyway, we have... Um, and and you have so many titles. I don't know exactly quite which one to use, but it would be Raymond McDonald. He is first and foremost a pastor at the tell me the church, the Vineyard Church, the Vineyard Conroe. Church. Okay, and then he is a musician mm-hmm. and a good esteemed one. musician, esteemed by the esteemed. stack of esteemed. CDs that I have oh. sitting yes, in front of me. Yes, and he is also a Conroe City Councilman. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any other titles? Dad, father, husband, father, husband, father, yeah. father, yeah. father. I got, father, I got yeah. eleven kids, so dad really. Yeah, yeah dad works. Dad's a big one. <laughs> yeah, and um, and always such a huge supporter of not only local businesses here, but also of live music. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. And then we also have with us Mr. Frank Jackson, who has a couple of titles of his who own. Who has a couple of titles of his own, and actually worked really hard to get Carno designated as an official music-friendly city with the state of Texas. How are you doing, I'm Mr. Doing Jackson? I'm doing well. Good morning. Thank Good you for having see. me. Oh, so glad to have you both. And you know, I'm fans of y'all's. Not only have I heard y'all at Pacific Yard House, but I've also heard you live at the Conroe Cajun Catfish Festival, as well as a few other places. And, um, Parade and, recently. And, well, it wasn't recently, but yeah. it seems like mm-hmm. it was. And uh, and music has just been in y'all's bones for forever. Mm-hmm. That's correct. Uh, and that's kind of the way that Frank and I met. Uh, actually, I met him in 96 when I was touring at the time uh, as the uh, Sleepy Rain and Mighty Bloods. We came through and uh, 
bought a guitar from him here. At, uh, he was the, the manager of Guitar Center. Really? Uh, working there at that time. And uh, we met at that time. And uh, so years later, he would uh, come to my home group as I came back and was a pastor. I moved back from L.A. And he came over and said, oh, yeah, we knew each other. And uh, we've been playing together. He's been uh, playing. Uh, he plays acoustic guitar behind me and sings with me. And we... Uh, we're like brothers. He, he'd been out in L.A. too, so he'd had the same similar uh, background. Well, you know, and that was one of the things I was going to say. Y'all's chemistry on stage together is always really fun because y'all have, like, these really subtle nods and, and kind of way that y'all <laughs> communicate. <laughs> but but the, the jams are fantastic. But it's just, it really is, it's, it's fun. You can really tell that family feel, especially between the two of you, you can tell there's right. a really good... And the bass player is my brother, Bobby McDonald, who is also part of... I mean, he's the worship pastor of the church, so we all are... We do everything together yeah. kind of thing, so it's cool. That's and that look is usually like a bad note or something. <laughs> <I'm playing. laughs> that's why that happens. It's me eyeballing it. Yeah. That's not the same chord we're supposed to be playing, Frank. That's what that look means. <laughs> well, it makes you feel any better. I didn't know that. So that's right. it, it all just got swept under the rug. Keep those legs moving. They'll forget <laughs> yeah. all about that bad note. So how did y'all get involved with live music? I mean, what was your was there a particular band that inspired you to you know pick up the guitar to start singing? Because... I, you know, this always intrigues me because usually there's always one artist that really like said, yeah, this, you know, well, that's the one. I can't speak for, for Frank in that, obviously. Uh, but for me, uh, certainly growing up in East Houston, uh, Elvis Presley was the first thing that I really heard that uh, lit me up. So I started playing guitar when I was very young. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I mean, like two when i was two i had a guitar wow and, and of course all you played then was uh getting hit in the head with your brother <laughs> crash over your head but elvis presley and then obviously the blues were played a lot over there it was an all uh, african-american community uh, that i lived in and so soul and blues were big and then when i'd go home it was all hank williams so mm-hmm. those were the folks who really lit me up and then uh, being uh, my age now, I mean, the 70s were filled with, uh, re- you just replete with all kinds of rock and mm-hmm. roll. So that was the, 1975 was the year where the greatest music was being made. So you got to know <laughs> that was influenced. And you know, too. and that was the year I was born. So there's got to be a coalition. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We, we, we don't like that. <laughs> we don't want to talk about that. I'm just saying, you know, it might be the music that's in my bones. What about you, Frank? Uh, well, I have a, a large style that really inspired me. Um, kind of uh, listened to my mom uh, play Rod Stewart Mm -hmm. and the Eagles and and that kind of stuff uh, when I was younger but it was probably the fever really hooked when I saw Van Halen and David Lee Roth you know in 1984. Those were good times. Well that just was I just realized that that's fun I mean Mm -hmm. that's a lot of debauchery too which is not fun right Uh, uh, but there was a lot of good times and you know and, and I just Stop racing bicycles, and that's what I wanted to do yeah. after I saw that. And, uh, it was and then it was all yeah. over since then, huh? <laughs> yeah. So how did you – tell me about the process of getting Conroe recognized as a music-friendly city. Because I don't think I, – I know there are still probably a few people out there that aren't aware of it. True. But I think it's such a cool designation because we're, it's not like you just find that designation all over the state. No, um uh, the state of Texas, in I believe it was '94, uh, developed the, tex- the music Texas Music mm-hmm. Office underneath the governor. And so, uh, when Governor Abbott came on board, uh, they had a new music director, and that was Brendan Anthony, mm-hmm. who had been a, a longtime friend of mine. He played fiddle with Pat Green, and I distributed all those mu- records mm-hmm. back in the late '90s and the early 2000s. So. I knew about the the designation. The first one was in Fort Worth, where it's uh, the company I work for, Smith Music Group, mm-hmm. is in the stockyards in Fort Worth. So I knew about that designation. And so I wanted to bring that, obviously, here to Conroe, being a resident for my, life, my whole life, mm-hmm. and then uh, involved with so much music that I've been my entire career. It just made sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we just started uh, working on that. I asked Mayor Powell, and he, he sent me to the Visitors Bureau. Uh, to talk to Shannon Overby, mm-hmm. and that's really uh, spearheaded everything to get that going. And in December of 2018, we were uh, designated a Texas uh, friendly, uh, music friendly community, and we were the seventh one total at the time, and uh, the first one in the whole Houston area. So we're proud to have that. That's great. And uh, since there, in the last year and a half, you're probably going, What does a music friendly community mm-hmm. mean in Conroe? Well, it's really just a board of people that are underneath the Visitors Bureau that focus on music, events. Uh, tourism is a big part of revenue for our city uh, and any city, really, to bring people here. Obviously, having a lot of venues and places for people to go, it creates the quality of life here in Conroe. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, and so it kind of made sense for us to do that, and, uh, and that's really how we ended up there right now. And a year and a half later, we kind of got stalled, obviously, with the COVID set right. us back. But the year that we were operating on a board, we consolidated some event packets and made it a, a lot more simple to bring an event to Conroe. Mm -hmm. Previously, there's a lot of headaches. You had to go through multiple pages online mm -hmm. to figure out what to do. You know that with the Catfish Festival. Yes. Uh, there's a lot that goes into bringing an event here with security and mm -hmm. the city and everything. So we've made that a little more simple process as well as created an outdoor venue permit uh, annual permit for outdoor venues because mm -hmm. uh, previously there wasn't one uh, the one that was on the books only allowed for three events a month so that oh, doesn't wow. work if you're like uh, southern star if you want to have right. music all weekend right uh, well didn't work so we got that kind of cleaned up and then there's a youth music initiative that we're working on for the future to bring opportunities uh for underprivileged kids as well as others uh, like a school of rock if you will mm -hmm. and to teach people really from uh, wrapping up a mic cable to wrapping on a mic where we want to teach them that whole process and uh, you know keep them out of trouble and give them things right. to do well and, and music is such a huge thing for for feeding the soul and healing the soul which is one of another one of the things that i love about your music is you play some amazing gospel music yeah and it's not your you know your great grandmother's gospel music <laughs> so much <laughs> no it ain't although it's got some hints in there yeah. but um do you write all of your own music uh, yes, uh, I do. Um, matter of fact, that songwriting was, as soon as I started playing guitar, I started songwriting as a kid. And so songwriting was always a big deal to me, which kind of wasn't great because everyone wanted to do covers and everything. Mm -hmm. And I, I was generally a lead singer in cover bands until uh, I lost my voice screaming at a Texas A&M football game where I was at schooling. Oh, and I've been there. At that point, I became a, <laughs> picked up an electric guitar, and uh, my brother says I must have made a deal with the devil because immediately that really was went well for me. I moved to L.A. and was cited as one of the best new blues uh, wow. guitar players to come to the city, which I figured I'd better figure out what key I was in if that was what it was. But, uh, but I was always a songwriter, mm -hmm. and uh, songwriting is so, more important to me even than the lead playing, which, you know, you get, if you're a really good guitar player, people really will see you as a lead player, try to push you into that. Other bigger bands would try to take me on the road as a guitar player, but, you know, it was always... I want to write, mm -hmm. which again about kills your career. If you're a songwriter, you're killed dead from anyone else. Yeah. So you're, you're dead to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know that um, y'all bring the same electricity to your church services as well, too. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, I don't believe in going out and uh, playing something in a club, which we play. I've always played clubs a lot. Uh, when I lived in L.A. and same with uh, Frank when he was out there, that's where you play. You play mm -hmm. the clubs. And then I was called the Reverend Sleepy Ray. Again, my title, Honorable Reverend Sleepy Ray, <laughs> Mel gets it all in there. You know? <laughs> uh, but, um, it, but yeah, I was because they said you preach the blues. Well, I had already been called to be a preacher, but uh, I was doing everything I could to not answer that call, but that phone kept ringing. So, uh, <laughs> it's, funny. it's funny how they, he doesn't hang up the phone very often. He just oh, keeps calling I, back to yeah, answer. And I tell you, you know, uh, I drink a lot of malt liquor to kill that call it kept ringing but the the the, the thing is is that uh, that's one of the things we want to bring when we go when we play out at yard house we're playing the same songs for the mm -hmm. most part we're playing in church and uh if i'm leading now if i'm not leading as someone else uh they're not gonna play mm -hmm. the song they're, my songs always they're gonna play their own but that's it songwriting uh was ticketed that to write songs that meant something to me, but we're in a genre of music that meant something to me. Mm -hmm. And when I first released my first album in 1995, I got so many letters from people who said, thank you for finally writing something we enjoyed to listen to. Mm -hmm. and a lot of these guys were bikers and stuff, so they couldn't listen to Led Zeppelin. I, I listen to all kinds of music. I'm not someone who's just geared uh, toward gospel or something that way, but these guys, if they listen to Led Zeppelin, they ended up doing a lot of bad things. It kind of had a, whatever it was. It, it geared, yeah, yeah, they correlated in a way that was bad. They'd tell me what it was. It was bad. <laughs> uh, and so they was thank you that you're writing something we can party down to and yeah. still praise Jesus and still feel good about it yeah and yeah that's it that's amazing and I, I you know and I, I am one of those firm believers of the power of music to change to right um you know evolve someone to um you know find joy you know work through sadness because music does have that magical power and to have something that that you know people can really you know pick up the rhythm to and let it get in their soul and then pick up and then also have this message and before they know it you know they may not have even really 
been much of a believer beforehand, but before they know it, they're singing the words and then they're believing it and feeling it in their heart. Oh, I tell you, I, was in, uh, I played Switzerland a lot and uh, they love Texas blues guys there and uh, played there a lot. And they would say, I remember Bernie, he was a, he was Swiss and he would uh, loan me his back, the back line as they call it. And so I'd borrow a guitar from him. I'd only fly one over there and I'd do all the gear. And he'd say, you know, I really like you. I don't care much about that Christian or that stuff, but I really, you got a good band. Uh, and I remember playing one show. There was, it was a large hall that we played very large halls over there. And uh, he came up crying after the concert. And I never preached. I just played the music. Right. And they couldn't understand me anyhow. And if you have a German interpreter, <laughs> nothing sounds nice. You right. say, you know, God loves you. How do you tell you that? You don't really want to talk. So, uh, But he came up and said, I really got it tonight. I got it tonight. And it's just the music wow. that really, that, 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 and we played a lot. I remember That's people awesome. come down and going, they don't allow Christians to play here anymore. Uh, and there's never been a Christian band play in these places. These places were built in the 15 to 1700s, and they were beautiful palatial type, mm -hmm. uh, you know, tiered places. And I do uh, How Great Thou Art, but like maybe Otis Redding would do it. It had a B3 player and stuff. And people, we'd just stop and just crying. Mm -hmm. So you're right. They didn't even know what we were saying, but the, the music speaks. And uh, I, I, that's why I don't believe that everything has to be certainly lyrical for folks to get. What is in you is is a prophetic thing, a sense of God calling. And even before I was writing that way, that was coming through the guitar playing. And I hope so. Anyhow. Wow. That's powerful. Yeah. Yeah. I, I hope so. That is amazing. Well, uh, so, Frank, so you said you were in L.A. for a bit, too, right? Mm -hmm. So what were, were you on the same scene? Uh, yeah, pretty much. Just I was about seven or eight years behind them. Mm hmm. I went to Los Angeles on uh, in January nineteenth, nineteen ninety four, the same day as the Northridge earthquake. Oh, which just happened to be wow. where our house was. Oh, <laughs> and, and talking about not listening. Times. Yeah, we were apart here. yeah. <laughs> we didn't even know it. And talk about not listening to God, right? I mean, there's a big earthquake there. <laughs> Frank, do not go to California. I'm going to be a rock star. I'm going. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I went out there and my actual last gig was, uh, today's date, August 5th, because it's my daughter's birthday, Leah. Wow. Uh, she's 31 today, but, uh, 25 years ago, it was my last gig in, uh, Los Angeles was at the Troubadour, uh, August 5th, 1995. Mm -hmm. Yeah. At the time it was just another place to play. I didn't yeah. realize how special it really was, yeah. but it really, you know, looking back now and uh, it was great that I had an opportunity to do that. A lot of people go out there and. Uh, you know, you never know what's going to happen in your life. So you True. just uh, got to show up and say yes and try and you never know. Yeah. So it didn't it's work out for me. I had to come home and I uh, had a dream that I could always play music. Yeah. But I had one opportunity to be a father and that meant a lot to me uh, to be a dad, uh, being adopted and stuff. So I just came back home to raise my girls and here we are. And the rest is history. Yeah. And now you're changing history for Conroe. And, mm. and, uh, and I know we want to take a break because I know it's about that time. But um, when we come back, I want to talk about all the things that y'all have done to, to help support local businesses through all this craziness. I want to talk more about music because I want to find out who your, your new inspiration is or are, inspirations are. I'm gonna get, um, eventually, the mouth is mm -hmm, going to work mm -hmm, with the brain. Mm -hmm. um, if you are tuning in and you're headed out for lunch, make sure you are listening to us either on IRLoneStar.com or that you are tuning in to Facebook Live and listening and watching us. Or you can listen to us on 104.5 or 106.1 on the FM dial. Whew. If you're in the Conroe area. I know. And we're going to toast because this has been awesome so far. You're listening to Toast the Town with Christy and Mel. And we will be right back. Welcome back, everybody. This is Toast of to the Town with Christy and Mel here in beautiful downtown Conroe, and we are here for the second half of the show. Yes, which means we are officially over halfway through the week. I mean, it's hump, Thank goodness. hump day, hump hour. Thank goodness. Yeah, we're, you know, we're I, on the fun side of it. And I, I was having this conversation, too, that the weeks seem to drag on, but the days go by so slow. But then all of a sudden, here we are. We're already in August. School starts next week. I know. Um, you know, it's just like. Wham. Are your kids going back? Um, uh, my kids are go to Willis, and they are starting virtual school on Wednesday. Mm -hmm. They will be back. It 
at school for some extracurricular activities, so cheerleading practice and football practice. And Katie has to go because she's um, in culinary arts, so she has to go up to the school. Um, so, but everything else will be online until at least September the 7th. Annie starts the 19th and um, is doing straight, straight in school instruction. She has an alternative that she yeah. can do part partial, but we're going all we're going all in. Well, if they would if they would let my kids go back, they would go back. Not sure. only um, for my opinion, but the kids are ready to go back. Right. I think and that's, we're all just kind of that's kind of what going on i think well anyway. you know and it's hard you know i mean they're they're fixing to start you know there'll be sophomores and they're you know getting into you know trig and you know class physics and you know biology yeah, and yeah. and um you know they need that instruction and uh, you yeah, know and, and it's and i know it's such a hard balancing act right now between you know teachers and and staff and keeping them safe and keeping kids safe but yeah. And, and I got to go back to work, so I really like her to go back to school. For real. You know what I saw? I did see that the YMCA is actually opening up um, learning center locations so that parents that need to can take their kids there to do their online instruction so they can have oh, some assistance. Cool. And, ki- cool. and and parents can, you know, still go back to work because it is it's a real concern. I don't, I don't know, uh, you know, what I would do if mine were younger. I know that I've got lots of friends that are trying to figure that out as we speak. I agree. And um, and it really is very very challenging. And in fact, if you're out there and and you, you know, you're still unemployed or in a situation and and you need to work, I saw the greatest tent today. Go apply to be a substitute teacher in these local sc- school districts because they will need you. Mm-hmm. So go do that. Yep. Yep. Anyway, okay, we're here. So much we're here today. We're here today. Back so. to the fun stuff. <laughs> um, okay. And one of the things we we haven't addressed really is um raymond is on city council so is there anything exciting going on or are you guys just kind of making it through that <laughs> well that, that's a really good question mel it really is i mean there are exciting things going on and certainly it's it's with covid shut down mm-hmm. we do zoom meetings which mm-hmm. makes it a little harder but we've done really well here recently it's uh we're doing well with that but the main thing is it is my question uh, as we're shut down uh in a political season who that makes things always a little touchy touch and go but i'm very interested in making sure that we continue as a city and i think we all are as council and mayor mayoral to to move forward and do things and downtown is a big place we're really pushing heavily upon to see it really uh blossom down here uh, with incentivizations and things of that nature uh look uh, budget comes up uh this uh, we're yeah. already in the budget talk so it'll be voted on right. and seeing some of the things that's there like to me one of the things that i've really pushed on uh, that mean a lot to me is alligator creek and, and it becoming something more than just a ugly drainage ditch <laughs> and and the first phase being that we have a sidewalk going in from Roberson Park over on Frazier that's going to go all the way to Candy King Park. Oh, so we, great. Is, that's, that's already awesome. budgeted. That's going to be done. That's awesome. That's and wonderful. so you'll see that happening. Uh, we're doing other things also to try to maybe bring a, uh, well, not maybe bring it. We have it on our our, our calendar, our t- budget calendar to get it done in the next five years, a quiet zone here in downtown. Uh, but it starts with a fencing that's going to be going down the railroad tracks because we can't have a quiet zone here. If uh, people are crossing the tracks, they're going to blow the horn anyhow. Sure, yeah. So you'll see that as the first stages of that. But just also to all, we're just trying to see things change downtown where we can see businesses blossom. We already see some businesses starting. Honor Cafe mm-hmm. opened up over right. there in the middle of COVID. Fantastic. And, uh, big hand clap for them. Also, Daryl's Catering, he started his barbecue mm-hmm. right. place up right in the middle of COVID. Uh, there's a young man who's at the end of my street, Galavance. He's got a coffee cart. You know what? I heard about that. I heard it's fantastic it coffee, too. It is. It's, his name's Brad Bailey. And, uh, I'm telling you, pull, you pull up there on the street. We're trying to get him downtown, and uh, you might see him downtown in the next couple of weeks. We want to be very uh, uh, sensitive to our brick and mortars, mm-hmm. and we're going to do that. But uh, we respect all the ones that are here, too. But finding a place that uh, we can see things happening downtown, and that's what we're looking for, uh, and it, to see downtown happen. And just a lot going around the city, but I'm just mm-hmm. focusing there quickly to see that that's one of the things that we're hoping to that's see great. happen soon. That's great. Well, and I think it's such a testament too, you know, with, with the club, ha- the clubhouse, the courthouse largely being closed to, you know, actual trials and so forth. 
um, that there's still so there's still a lot of activity a going lot, on down a here. Lot. You know, because this has become such a great destination for people mm-hmm. to come shop and live and eat and everything else. Um, you know, we saw uh, Vernell's take over the the full coffee shop, and I know she's serving a great lunch and has been doing mm-hmm. well. Right. Um, I did. I got to go. It was my second time to honor to go to Honor Cafe, but I actually ate there yesterday. Fantastic oh, food, man. and it's and it's so different than what I expected. I was thinking, okay, well, this is just going to be you know your your traditional hometown you know home yeah. cooked mm-hmm. meal. But they put an amazing no. chef splash on it. Their food is really no, they good. They got a, a really good chef who's yes. in there. And again, uh, what I love is that I see so much camaraderie between the uh, restaurants around here. I know that Teak over at Yard House mm-hmm. is so proud they're opening. He's trying to do everything to help. Yes, uh, Rodney's out. We'd love to see Rodney be able to open up again over here in Corner Pub. But uh, you know, our our it's and over here at Copperhead, they're putting in a food. Uh, uh, you know, plank in there in a the right. sense. It's a, it's, it's a, I don't want to call it a shed, but it's a, you know, but they're putting right. in the uh, ca- a little food thing in there to get that going. So we're going to see a lot explode. COVID's going to push some things out. The hard right. times really bring about some great things. I'm, I'm done with the hard times. Yes. Right. But, uh, <laughs> right. I, I'm just glad to see people still putting their money and investing there. And I encourage people to go out and, I mean, and, and go to these places. They, they do, they have social distancing. It's safe to go. Uh, I, I eat out a lot, uh, uh, and so I just encourage that in downtown, yeah. Yeah, well, right. you know, and, and even um, these these evening shows over at Pacific Yard House, what I think is so smart is whenever you go to buy tickets for some of these events, you actually have to reserve an entire table. Um, and it's still, you know, there's still very low ticket prices considering mm. what they could be charging. But that way you're, you're in a table with people that you know, so you're, you know, social distancing with, with a crowd that you're familiar with. So it helps build up that confidence that you're going to be safe, but you can still go Absolutely. enjoy. Absolutely. And uh, I know we played over there Sunday, not this Sunday, but last Sunday, and all the, the, the tables were full. Mm-hmm. Uh, and bands are having to take less money, and that's just part of it. We're right. all trying to make sure everything works uh, works well uh, for that. Uh, but, I mean, it really is great to play these places because people – are serious about showing up mm-hmm. they've come for the music right. they've bought yes. a table right. they're committed now yes you know? it's good yeah it is good and and speaking of the way that you know businesses are ev- are evolving through all of this i know uh blue epiphany which is mm-hmm. going to mm-hmm. be um opening up a new tasting room downtown That's as right. well it's fantastic uh, i'm so excited about I that um and they've got their other location open and they have figured out a way to still conduct business so if you're looking for some great wine you right. need to go check out our friends over at Blue Epiphany because they're doing some great things. Absolutely are. Yeah, and uh, and also supporting law enforcement as retired officers that they are, and mm-hmm. yeah. um, which is also a, a really great thing. And then, um, it, which is a little bit off topic, but one of the other things that I saw that was going on with the city of Conroe is the new water park is opening up. Yeah, it is. My kids are over there right now. Really? Yeah. They, today was the first day. I just sent a bunch of them over there today. Wow! I just drop them I off. Brought my I, I don't. I don't give them any ID. I just <laughs> go away. Go. <laughs> go spy. <laughs> I think. I think most parents, especially any, including those that don't have eleven children, but any parents that have been stuck with their kids since March are kind of in the same right. boat. Go away. <laughs> go outside. Yes. But it is kind of interesting. You know, um, I was having this conversation with, I don't remember who, that was talking about how they think water, especially chlorinated water in pools and stuff, will actually kill covid virus and so they're saying that you know that's actually you know we've got the big waters uh, or big river water park or mm-hmm, whatever mm-hmm. and you've got the new city of conroe water park opened up but they're saying it's still really safe for kids because it, it the chlorine water just kind of cleanses everything and so that's a great thing no i i think it's fantastic again i'm seeing i was over in ml mlk park mm-hmm. uh, a couple of days ago driving over there and just seeing people, that's a beautiful park over yes, there. Yes, it is Every gorgeous. Day. And little water park there. And it was just packed with people, uh, you know, they, but they were distanced out. But, mm-hmm. I mean, just people were u- utilizing it, and I love that. Yeah. Well, and I think everybody's looking for, you know, it's, as hot as it is, we're all looking for ways to enjoy it. And, <laughs> you know, it's not always the easiest thing to, to find a way to, you know, be recreational on the lake if you don't have a boat or if you don't mm-hmm. live in a community that has a you know water access or whatever but um but everybody's looking for stuff to do to get outside so having that available and in, in such a great area that's safe for kids is such a wonderful thing for us to have yeah yeah i agree with and that. everything and, you know and i've always loved the the city of connor water park it's always been awesome but then whenever they started pulling all this stuff out and putting this new stuff in yeah. it was like what 
Yeah, that was exciting. I know, big time. So, Frank, what you got going? You got anything going on? The committee, are you guys doing anything exciting? Well, uh, with the music committee, we... Um, Sort we, of table yeah, we're really at a, a standstill. I mean, we we met uh, about six weeks ago. We uh, we'll meet again probably about at the end of August. Okay. Just to kind of see where we're at, what's yeah. opening, what's up. It's, it is good to see um, Dosi Do finally yes. getting back open tomorrow with Curtis Grimes yes. and uh, getting that show. going. So uh, slowly things are dripping back, which is great. Yeah, good. you know, and uh, I, and I'm ready for the City of Conroe first Thursday concerts to come yeah. back if they can ever figure that out because that would you know that they had a great lineup right, and yeah. um, and so seeing those come back would. Well, be I did see something on that yesterday, uh, like in September all the way through the no, October. They're like doing them every two weeks. That's great. That's Instead fantastic. Of, you know, Double down, yeah. 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 Well, you know, and and you guys, you know, being such supporters of live music, um, you know, as well as you know, city of Conroe, um, you know, y'all played at Conroe Cajun Catfish Festival, and we're still right. trying to move forward with that, which is the second weekend in October. Um, you know, and we're we're really hopeful that we can that we're going to be able to pull that yeah, off as well. Me too. Me too. And uh, and the city has been very supportive of us. Um, and are working with us to make sure that we comply and, and that we're doing everything safely and that we're, you know, listening to all the right people. But um, but it will be nice to be able to see some of these larger events come back. Yes, it, it, and it will be. And, again, I mean, there's deep concern to mainly what you put your money down and you really invest in mm -hmm. something, and then you have to cancel it at the last minute. And that, that gets people very afraid because something could come down from on high that can just shut it all mm -hmm. down. And so it takes a lot of courage. And that's why I applaud these right. businesses opening up and bars that have opened up mm -hmm. because they're really hurting the bars right now. Yes. And uh, I know my daughter, she runs Mavericks over there. And it just they're trying to get a kitchen open to stay afloat. Yes. And, and I just applaud them for trying to make it work. Well, and and also to investing money into yes at a time where it's kind of scary to invest money right. in a lot of things, mm -hmm. um, and still trying to make it work. And and that's why I think it's so important that everybody needs to keep encouraging each other to go and you know support these local businesses, support your your wait staff because you know they're they're working their tails off. They're trying to support mm -hmm. themselves in a really challenging time, especially for them. Um, but, you know, and then you've got all these great artists who, uh, you know, one of the, the one of my only great things that really came out of COVID, um, especially during the quarantine time, were these great Facebook live concerts that we got to experience because, you know, as artists, I know y'all feel the same way. You it, Just because we're in quarantine doesn't mean you want to you can shut down that need to put out your art. No. I think those of us who are extroverts uh, struggle. Those who are introverts just love it, uh, you know. But even the, it's getting to the place where even the introverts are about to explode. You know that's difficult, right? Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I've been social distancing before it was cool. <laughs> Working from home for twenty years, yeah. and it's been kind of. Tell, it, tell, okay. us, tell us a little bit more about exactly what you do. We've talked about your work True. with the with the committee, but what what you know when I I called you a marketing genius, a musical marketing genius, but um, I know about that. But why don't you tell everybody kind of what you do? Well, I've been uh, distributing music for people for about 25 years now. Mm -hmm. I started in Houston at a place called Southwest Wholesale that mm -hmm. was really big in rap music mm -hmm. and, and Latino music. And I worked there in the marketing department, learning, uh, getting uh, new stores acquired and things like that. And then I, uh, I moved over to the distribution side because they didn't have anyone to do country music. <laughs> oh, well, thank goodness. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I started that whole division of the country part of Southwest Wholesale, which did really well. Um, we uh, initiated with Shane Media a Texas music chart, which had never been done at the time. And mm -hmm. it was really a collaboration of all the small stations around the state and in Oklahoma in Louisiana and Arkansas that basically played Texas music, mm -hmm. played the artist. Uh, back then it was the late 90s, so it was a lot of Corey Morrow, oh, Pat Green, good Jack times. Ingram, <laughs> uh, all those guys, yeah. uh, Bruce Robeson, Kevin Fowler, mm -hmm. Jason Bolin, Cross Canyon Ragweed. Mm -hmm. 
uh, all of those guys I started distributing and really having a lot of success with. I developed a lot of marketing programs, which you might think of uh, that part came in at, but it was really the marketing programs were a way to get attention for independent music mm -hmm. because this is before digital. Yes. So it wasn't easy to get your record on the shelf. Right. Uh, and we had stores like Walmart, Warehouse Music, Borders. They had Texas music sections dedicated to this music. Yeah. So it really exploded and great a lot of great opportunity. That was right at the time when Pat Green got signed to Universal. Yep. So it was a really exciting time, uh, and it really lit a, lot, a wildfire. Uh, tons of artists now. I'm seeing uh, third generation of artists now. I used to think it was weird. I'd see someone doing a cover song of Cross Canadian Ragged. I know. Right? Uh, but n now it's normal. It's really great to yep. see that it just keeps going. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people are in business now, being in the radio business and doing that, trying to help artists. So it's been a it's been a great been a great ride. Really, yeah. it's been an opportunity to be in the room and help people uh, and and support the arts, which is real big for me. Mm -hmm. uh, music art, any kind of art, is really great for the community, and it's just been a, a blessing to. to live your love you know the yep. love, what you do is it's not really work it's just kind of what you do and uh, as it turned now we've built a quite a catalog that we distribute at smithmusic.com and we have uh geez probably three four hundred different artists that we've wow. we've wow. done over the years mm -hmm. uh live recordings from billy bobs mm -hmm. uh, a lot of legend guys we have done we just lost uh, charlie daniels yes. i had the pleasure of recording him about five years ago uh wow. willie nelson john conley uh, Gary Stewart's last record he ever made was mm -hmm. Live at Billy Bob. So those are all things that we had our hand in over the years. And we've uh, done 50. The last one we did was last year with Tracy Bird, and he was our 51st recording. Wow. And our 50th artist that we've done since 1998. That is amazing. And he's such a great guy, too. Incredible human yeah, being. Just yeah. a really nice. I remember um, I was booking him, uh, or he was booking, and this is when I worked um, for K Star. And um, and they had booked him, and, and we were trying to set up a, an interview time and trying to set up a, a meet and greet, you know, for for some winners and stuff. And uh, I was like, well, I need to get that contact information. And they were like, okay. And so they say, okay, well, Tracy's going to call you. I said, Tracy who? Tracy Burt. And I was like, what? <laughs> and it was I was so shocked. And then I got to talk to him, and he yeah. was just Hi, Christy. Oh, how's it going? How's it going? <laughs> just the <laughs> nicest guy. Um, but I love to, you know, in, in talking about the, the rise of, of the Texas music, red dirt music, however you want to play it, you know, those were some of my best music days and really what got me really falling in love with live music because, you know, I was going through college and right after that um, and, you know, was meeting the, you know, Kevin Fowler. I, I remember meeting him right after um, Beer Bait and Ammo came out. And, uh, you know, hanging out with Corey Morrow and, and Pat Green and, and Cross Canadian and seeing them at shows. And, and it is, it's so funny how they're, how now you have all of these cover bands or all of these bands that are, are covering their songs. Right. And I don't feel that old. Yeah, that's my, that's my whole point. <laughs> but, but, uh, but it's so great to see because, the, you know, especially, you know, a band like Cross Canadian that is no longer with us which still makes me sad. Um, but to see this music live on is is so inspiring, especially with some of these young artists that are coming up. And I can tell you, we distribute a lot of that catalog still today, mm -hmm. and it's still relevant today as it was 20 years ago. It's constantly being consumed and listened to and streamed. Uh, so it's, it's great for everyone, really. Yeah, I remember walking into Walmart the first time I noticed a Texas music sec uh, section in the music department, and it was like, Oh my gosh! Well, that was no easy feat. I, I mean, can that, we had it in like 450 Walmart stores, uh, a designated 18-foot section with signage and everything, mm -hmm. uh, and featuring the chart and all that. So it was a, it was it was a big deal, but yeah. you know, and it, it really helped those guys a lot, and it increased their revenue quite a bit for yep. their record sales and things like that back when we used to be able to sell records. Yeah. Well, and I remember, you know, and I, CDs I, and that whole live from Billy Bob series, I've got. I think I have every single one of those that y'all well, put out. You. And one of my favorite ones was Daryl Dodds. Mm -hmm. um, but it, there there were so many great ones. But I have every single one of those. I probably have over half still in physical form because I still have my CDs. Mm -hmm. I don't think I have a CD player. But I've got my CDs. Mm -hmm. And I still keep my cases mm -hmm. because those were just, to me, those were they art. They were done well. Yeah. Asleep they at the Wheel well. was my favorite. Asleep at the Wheel and was a good one. To, they went to school every day listening to Asleep at the Wheel. 
And when uh, Sleepy Wheel came to Crichton, I took my daughter over there with me. And uh, it was really funny to Ray meet her. You know, my she at the time was maybe 13 years old, and my children are African American. So I've got this 13 year old African American girl, and she's just enamored with Ray. And he's like, she's <laughs> listening to awesome. my album. Yeah, yeah awesome. she loves it every she, day. Yeah, every day. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but and if I don't have them all in physical form, I do have them in digital format. Yeah. And um, you know, because. And Billy Bob's is still alive and kicking, right? Or are mm-hmm. they shut down yeah, right now? No, they're shut, they're opening back up here pretty soon. As soon as That's the state exciting. will allow them yeah. to, they've been they had to furlough a bunch of employees and have a skeleton crew right now. But mm-hmm. that's a that's a big beast up there, Billy Bob's. Yes, it's, it uh, is. It's over two acres of a bar that holds yeah. sixty five hundred people when it's at capacity with the live bull rink and mm-hmm. uh, store and you name it. It's uh, it's quite the uh, establishment. Yes, and they uh, we're looking forward to them being around for quite a quite a while because they've been uh, up and running since eighty um, one. So wow. next year will be a big anniversary for them. Uh, yeah, and uh, you name it, they've rolled through Billy Bob's. That that is so at true. At some point in time in their career, mm-hmm. and that's when we do these live recordings, we. We joke with people and tell them we catch you on the way up or the way down. You know? <laughs> One or the other. There have well, been a few that we caught on the way up and, and been a great catch and lightning in a bottle. Like uh-huh. Randy Rogers, like yes. Billy Bob's was a great. It, it was almost great. a sold out night. Yes. Stoney LaRue yep. and uh, sound checking, uh, considering doing Oklahoma Breakdown, but wasn't quite sure if it was going to be a good enough song. And it's pretty and much a song that be, you know, career song yes. for him. Yep. Now, so we've been able to capture a lot of cool moments like that and, and really kind of like a, a Polaroid of history of mm-hmm. what, you know, of what's going on for the last 20 years yep. in the music scene in Texas. Yeah. And it's, so, and it's so exciting. And, you know, and the reason why I asked about Billy Bob's is, you know, we lost big Texas in spring. Mm-hmm. Um, which to me was a was a big loss because I'm I'm still one of those that wants to bring back that community, you know, uh, BYOB dance, you know, with the live mm-hmm. music, yeah. which is what we grew up on. That's what I do. You know, yeah. and um, and so to see you know these dance halls get so affected is really well. It's hard, and in those, if you don't own the building, you got to pay rent, and, and there's no revenue coming in. It's hard to stay afloat. And, yeah. You know, Billy Bob's pretty set up there. Yeah, with, that's with true. All that. That's so true. They, they're a little more protected than than a lot but we've lost a lot of uh, great little places all over the state that yes. just are, they're not gonna be able to hang out there some are hanging on like a loose tooth waiting things open up and some are just not gonna make it yeah well and i know that y'all do so much not only to support you know the arts i know y'all work with uh, greater connor arts alliance which is um you know so supportive of not only all of the arts here in conroe montgomery county mm-hmm. but also these great youth individuals that are so amazingly talented um, and bringing them here to showcase them. And that's, that's so exciting. And I know for me as a member of this community, it really um, gives me a lot of heart and hope to know that we have leadership um, here in the city that's actually working to keep that going. And is so supportive of that because it really does help make the whole community. So, um, you know, I I appreciate y'all stepping forward to not only, champion the efforts of all these great arts but also you know uh raymond i know you've been on city council for a while and and frank i know you you're looking to uh to run for council um but having that support and that leadership that's stepping forward to support such a vital part of our Mm -hmm. community that sometimes still gets overlooked is so important so i personally thank you for doing that well thank you 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 know i know it's it's a lot of commitment it's a lot of hard work uh, but it shows your your true love and devotion for this community absolutely right and um, so, so now I got to ask you one question that I got to know. So, looking at the Texas artists that are around here right now, and not just Texas, but you know, who who the current, you know, you're you're hearing on the radio, maybe not always streaming, but hearing on the radio, who who inspires you musically right now? I'll let you go first. <laughs> I, I, I well, some. I'm really uh, inspired just because of my nature of my work and getting to see a lot of new artists. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's my favorite part of my job. You know, uh, it's a thankless job at times, but you're really helping people and, and young ones. Like you mentioned earlier, Cody Hibbard. Yes. Great guy, doing phenomenal. Yes. Last year, I saw him at the Yard House the first time by himself. Yep. Uh, he had like 6,000 fans with one song on Spotify, yep. and now he's got uh, over like 70, close to 70,000 active listeners every 28 days. Yeah. We wow. just released uh, a great single on him. A few weeks ago, yes. that was added that for the to record. Uh, uh, no, uh, that was the EP. One. Yeah, yep. uh, Ice Cold Therapy. Yes, Ice was Cold a Therapy. single. Came out uh, at the end of July. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, it got added to one of the Spotify editorial playlists, so he's really doing uh, great. Also, uh, Cannon Brand is another one, a really guy. young guy that's really, yep. really excited about him. Someone that's just getting out of high school that mm -hmm. already has a, an EP behind him and you know, uh, decent growing his writing and yeah. stuff. And such a great stage presence too for somebody his age. You can mm -hmm. tell he is very exactly. at home very there on stage. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, and he's like eighteen years old. I know it's crazy. Yeah. Um, let's say that Josh Ward is a local guy, yes. but been around for a while. Uh, I've been working with him for over a decade now. It's been exciting watching him grow. Yes. And go from just something regional here to really kind of a semi-national mm -hmm. act now. Uh, we did a Billy Bob's on him a couple yes. of years ago, right. which I is actually on Amazon Prime, yeah. too. You can watch the concert on Amazon yes, Prime on some stuff, can. on that mm -hmm. stuff with him. Uh, so it's exciting watching him grow. Of course, you mentioned Caleb earlier. We just got a great uh, pool right. of artists right. within mm -hmm. a stone's throw right here in downtown Conroe mm -hmm. that is, is quite impressive, really. Yeah, it really is. And to see them bringing back um, open mic nights, you know, trying to you know keep these guys going and keep their music writing inspired and um, it's just, you know, as a, as a music lover, it's wonderful to hear. And as somebody in this community, it's wonderful to see the injection into the economy and business keep rolling on the best we can. Yeah. It is awesome. Yeah. You guys, and, and you guys are doing a great job, too. We, we love it. Well, we my wife and it. I are trying to develop a, a food truck park behind Sonic in downtown. We hope to get that started by the end of the year in building. And we've Exciting. been working on it that's, for a couple of years. That's and there'll excellent. Be a, that's there'll excellent. There'll be a space for, for music to be uh, played of live course. there mm -hmm. in an event space. And it's uh, underneath the shade and kind of COVID-friendly outside mm -hmm. and inside. So uh, we're excited to bring that also and you know invest in our personal stuff into in the Conroe because it means that much to us yeah well i thank you so much I, i'm so glad y'all are here today because it's so nice to to talk about hopeful topics and all, right. all of this it is. um if you have any questions make sure that you let us know go check out these guys and we've got cds here if you want to hear some amazing inspirational soul stirring gospel music um you you really can't get any better than the honorable reverend sleepy ray <laughs> And uh, but and, and make sure you check out these guys. I assume y'all probably have some shows coming up here pretty soon. Yeah, I'm looking to play uh, over at the Yard House. I just met with Teak uh, a couple of days ago for the 21st, opening up for Zach Walter, and then also on the 30th on Sunday, Gospel Brunch. Again, our music's not your typical gospel, so if you like uh, Texas country music or you like blues, that's what you're going to hear when you come. And It's so yeah, fun. It's, awesome. yeah. it's so fun, and you Swing. leave energized and, and happy and feel the... The hope in your soul. It's, I mean, really, yeah, it's yeah. it's a lot of fun. Thank you guys so much for being yes, with us. Yes, thank you all for being awesome, here. Awesome. And keep doing what you're doing. Keep bringing encouraging live music here in the Conroe area. Um, We've got a couple good shows coming up in the future here. So. Yeah, we do. So make sure that you mark your calendar for every Wednesday at 12 noon right here on Lone Star Community Radio for Toast of the Town with Christy Mel, where we bring and celebrate the best of Montgomery County, including you gentlemen. Here's to you. Toast thank you all for everything you're doing. Cheers. Y'all uh, make it a great week. And we will see you next Wednesday. Today's show was recorded and broadcasted live on IRLoneStar.com, Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and all rights and ownership are reserved to Lone Star Community Radio. For more information regarding this program and Lone Star Community Radio, visit us online at IRLoneStar.com. Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's community radio station, serving the community with local programming on TV, radio, and online. If you enjoy today's program, please support us by sponsorship or starting your own show. Contact us today by phone or text at 936-666-1084 or email the station at lscrstudios at gmail.com.